Corey Russell to dance. Hey. Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, in with LZ. And guys, we are broadcasting live from the Alter Men's Conference right here in the Thomas and Mac Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. And one of the great honors of the week for me and for our team is Corey Russell sitting here. Yes. Welcome man, to the Kingdom a, Business Podcast. Thank you, man. It's an honor. Oh, we're honored to have you. Man, man, man. What a pioneer. I was thinking about this earlier um, when Damon was talking about legacy and you were sitting in front of us and I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about Rick Pino's song, Pioneer. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you're certainly not an old guy. I don't mean it like that. But you're certainly a pioneer and you're somebody that we honor. My wife and I honor you in our home. I mean, we, we just think the world of you and, and all that you've done to pioneer the prayer movement at IHOP and, and since. And uh, we just hold you in really, really high regard. So we're thank honored you. that you would sit down with it us. It touches me. And thank you for it. being a pioneer for this thing. Absolutely, man. Man, oh man. So tell us a little bit about what you're into now. You're in Dallas. Yeah, I'm in Dallas, Texas at the Upper Room. Okay. And um, yeah, it's been amazing. We spent 18 years, December 2000 to January 2019 in Kansas City at IHOP. Okay. And then the, we went on a sabbatical in 2016 and the Lord began to speak transition. Okay. And uh, we made the uh, long story, prophetic swirl. We ended up go, uh, moving to Dallas in okay. January 2019 and have come on really not knowing exactly. I, I just knew the Lord was birthing the next stage of fathering mm. intercessors. Right. You know, it's part of our whole story with my sure. son Nash. And I knew that there was something about fathering intercessors and birthing a generation. But I knew that the prayer movement was coming into the local church mm. and that it's not just going to be uh, outside ministry, parachurch ministries but that prayer's coming to the local church. And so that was burning in me, showed up, and then just really began to strengthen the prayer room, build the prayer room, and take. And, and what's developed over the last few years is teaching the students that are coming through and then discipling about 15 to 20 in a prayer room and teaching them how to pray, building prayer sets. And, it, and the, the ultimate goal is that we would see an army of intercessors that we could send to different places to plant praying communities that become churches. Right. Wow. That's a big undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Oh man. So I want to ask you, you know, I'm a, I'm a creative, I'm a musician, I'm a worship guy. <laughs> so anytime somebody says they spent 19 years in a culture of worship, but not just a culture of worship. And I'm like, Fitch, I'm going to try to get through this without just the anointing sitting right here. It, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. What's it, what is it like to, to be in a place that hosts the presence of Yahweh day in, day out, year in, year out. Can you just kind of give us a, a, yes. a, a, a taste of what that's like? Yeah, I thought of it often. You know, a prayer meeting, I'll speak for both places, Kansas City, prayer meeting began September 19th, 99. And even to this day, that room has not stopped hearing worship. It's so awesome. It's, so <laughs> it's awesome. in the walls. Yes. Come on. It's in the walls. It's in the very DNA of the place. I think what it does is it creates both IHOP and Upper Room. What it creates is a corporate spirit of revelation yeah. or phrases. Uh, the creativity, the spirit of prophecy begins to come out of that place. I mean, I, I think the Tabernacle of David is so connected with the spirit of prophecy. 
And David, you know, many times, you know, Psalm 16, he see, you will not leave my soul in Sheol. He would go into the tabernacle and have these visions. He saw the death of Jesus, Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. He saw the resurrection of Jesus, Psalm 16. He saw Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which is still forthcoming. Correct. He saw so many things that I believe it was in the place of worship. Yes. He would have these full on visions. Mm -hmm. And the prophetic, the seer realm is so connected with the music the instruments and the, and the, and the worship aspect that yeah. I think opens it up. Yeah. So good. You wow. know, one, one of my favorite passages, strategic marketplace worship right. is, uh, I think second Kings three, when mm. the Kings went out against the, 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 the King of Midian and they're out in the wilderness. They're like, did, did, did Yahweh bring us out here to die? Is there a prophet among us? Yes. And Elisha was with them. And as I was reading this, Elisha comes up and says, I don't like you. I don't like you, but I like you. And because I like you, I'll give you guys a word. Yes. Yes. Bring me a heart player. Uh, and the Lord said, stop. And, and over the course of the next few hours, I had this visitation with the spirit of Yahweh. And he said, you don't need fancy things. All you need is somebody that knows how to play in the frequency of heaven. Yes. And the prophets, the prophetic voice in this nation, I believe, has been a little quieter because the musicians have not been in their place, but they're starting to arrive. Yes. So do you see this thing, this 24-hour, 24-7, 365-hour, do you see this thing as a growing? You know, I, I think, I, I personally think, and I know Mike Bickle would say this himself, he would say, only do it if God forces you to, as far as in one locale. Yeah. It's, a, it's a serious burden yes. that for Kansas City took audible voices meteors in the sky, crazy signs and wonders. I do believe that God wants to raise up 24 seven prayer in city churches yes, and in regions that own it together, unified around this revelation yes. that host it together. And I think that will be the, the context. What we're going after at upper room is morning, noon and night. Okay. And so we do six to 8am noon to two and six to 8pm. And Yet a Psalm 55, I will seek you both morning, noon, and night. Love it. Daniel saw it in morning, noon, and night. And so I think, I think that speaks of the day and night reality as well. Yes. And so I think the Lord's going to have many, many, uh, you know, manifestations of day and night prayer. And I think it's going to look different in, in every city and every context. Sure. And, and so, you know, I think about David when that, when the ark was at Obed, at Obed Edom's house mm -hmm. and he, and he asked the question, how can I bring the ark to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think every leader that, I, first off, I think the Lord's re reforming and rechanging our leaders into a new paradigm that the kingdom rests on priesthood. Yeah, yes. Okay? Kingdom rests on priesthood. But how, what does it look like in my world? What does it look like in my context? And I think God wants to release blueprints for the Davids that stopped to ask the question. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. good. We love the story of the ark coming from Obed-Edom's oh, house. Mm. We've covered it in quite a bit of detail. Yes, yes. Mm. It's a fantastic story. You know, and you think about the, 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 the bloody carnage that was left behind. Mm. And, and, and you, it leaves something to be thought about. You know, there's a price to be paid when it comes to sacrificing everything for the sake of worship. But David understood it. And, and J.R. can tell you the numbers of that they figured how many millions of dollars it oh, took yeah. that he paid. Right. But, all you know, the bloodshed, all the animals. That's it. And, and, and even still, when they, brought, when they brought the ark back, he realized we have, to, we, have to have, we have to have some worship going on here. You know, and they had musicians and singers that, that, were, that were totally and completely 24-7, 365, giving worship unto the Lord. And, and I love the model of Upper Room because morning, noon, and night— it relieves that burden, but yet it maintains the flame on the altar. Yes, yes. So where did that, where did that, how did that get birthed? 
Well, at Upper Room, I know our pastor, Michael Miller, and I don't know exactly how it came to him, but he was reading Psalm 55. I think it's in there in Psalm 55, I will seek you. I think it's morning, noon, and night, or noon, morning, and night, some kind of variation of that. Mm -hmm. And that just leaped off the page and struck him because the Lord was already talking to him in 07 about a fully furnished upper room. And, 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 you know, he got a revelation out of Mark 14, follow a man who will follow the man with the pitcher who will take you to a fully furnished yes. upper room. Yes. So he got this revelation in 07. There's going, we're going to meet a man who's going to lead us to a fully furnished upper room. Well, 2010, right before Passover of 2010, he ends up meeting some guy who opens up a door and takes them. Uh, and the guy owns a veterinarian clinic and he brings Michael up there and he goes, this is what we call our upper room. And we're, we're wanting to, you know, give this to you and, and for you to do this. And so they had right before Passover 2010, that began it right there. Come on. Wow. And he knew it was, the, it was, it was ultimately to move to morning, noon and night worship. So awesome. Wow. So awesome. Well, what do you think, what do you think Yahweh's, is, what do you think Yahweh's doing in, in this, in this, in the, in this earth um, right now, like in the next six months, what do you see? What do you, what does your spirit see? These are, I, you know, I think this is an important decade. Yeah. I think this is a really important decade. I think a lot of things are ratcheting up, both glory and pressure. And I think there's, you know, we're seeing two realities grow. I'm really encouraged on one front because I, I feel like the, the presence and the pressure, I've been saying it, is going to produce prayer. It, I believe that 2020 was a global reset. I believe it was God pushing the reset button on the whole machine. And what worked in the previous season is not going to work in this yes. next season. Right. It, we can't go back to it. Matter of fact, we're going to see it dying and it's going to begin to fade and prayer presence, God centered uh, communities are going to begin to emerge. And that's where God's going to release apostolic strategies, apostolic resource and apostolic government on these places that, and cause it's all about wine skins that can handle new wine. Yes. You know, <laughs> Matthew nine, you know, Mourning for the bridegroom, I think he's wanting to begin to awaken the Maranatha cry, yeah. beginning to want to get the cry within us, come Lord Jesus. Not not some escapism, but the longing of a bride, right. longing for him to come to us in intimacy, near us in revival, and for us at his coming. And and I think we're in the middle of a wineskin shift, and yes. the presence and the pressure is going to get us that. Part of it is getting communities, mourning communities, longing communities, priestly communities. And, and, and that's going to be the new wine. My friend Jose Diaz posed a question rhetorically recently. He was like, how is it okay that we live in a world? How are we okay that we live in a world where Jesus isn't physically? That's it. Why is the cry of our heart? Oh, we want to have more encounters, more signs, wonders, miracles. Like we focus on that so many, so much of the time. Yes. And he's like, why are we not crying out for Jesus? Come, we want you. Yes. I, and I think the Holy Spirit's knocking the dust, knocking off the heresy, knocking off the weird stuff that has kept us in fear. Yes. We've let preppers hijack the most glorious subject in the word of God. We've let, we've let weirdos or people with 25 PhDs that you can't understand it. So we can't get it. And it's all allegorical. Right. And we've retreated from it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's why we don't want him nor see its value here is because we haven't but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. God's raising up messengers in this hour that are going to begin to awaken what the Bible has to say about his coming and what it's going to look like. And, and when you begin to see that and that this is the continuum of the story of the gospel, 
It's going to be better. It's going to be greater. It's right. going to be more fulfilling. Everything you've longed for is found in his return. Right. I think that's what's going to begin to awaken the cry, come Lord Jesus. We want, we want you to be closer. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. Hey, let's talk about the Jake Hamilton song. I, listen, that's where I was. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, that's where I was going, bro. I was introduced to that song. I had no idea it was you. Oh, that song's awesome. I didn't know who you were. Didn't know who Jake Hamilton was. A friend years ago introduced me to that song. And that song, I mean, it was just on repeat for a season in my life. And that exhortation from you in there became like a heart's cry for me. Because yes. I want to be one of those people that, you know, I can eat. What is it? Caviar and yeah, crust. Yeah. Caviar yeah, in the yeah, morning and matter. crust in the you evening. Know, my, we write our names in pencil, right? Yes. And like, like that's that became the heart. My heart cry for yes. a number of years, really, still is. And when Landon and I got to know each other, we're yeah. just kind of, kind of getting to know each other and where he is in the spirit, where I'm in the spirit. I said, "Man, there's this song that you've got to listen to." And so I gave you the song. No, we were going. We went to lunch at at at, uh, at Longhorn. And we were on Walnut Avenue, and you laid that thing on me like five minutes before we were supposed to get there, bro. And I was jacked, yeah, wasted, man. Yeah, yeah. And it became it's become like a heart's cry for us, definitely. And and uh, honestly, I didn't know it was you. Didn't know I had no idea who it was. And um, and then at some point, you're at Redemption of the Nations, our church, and I hear your voice, and I'm like, bro, that's the guy from the song. And my, I'm Autumn, bless her heart, my wife. She's like. JR, it's Corey Russell. And I'm like, okay. He's on this Jake Hamilton song that I love. That song's awesome. But man, what a great section of that song. Yes. That is, man. Well, you know, I don't remember exactly. I didn't write it. Somebody else read it. Okay. It's actually a pretty phenomenal story. But it's your voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did it. Yeah. I, I was coming through, and I was flying to Hawaii, and Jake was living in Los Angeles at the time. And I was coming through Los Angeles, and I missed my, my connection so that was gonna, they were pushing me back a day. I wasn't going to be able to fly the next day. Sure. So I called Jacob. I, I called Jacob. Can I come I said, stay at your house? Yeah, I go, yeah, yeah. I go, hey, dude, I miss my, my blank. Can I stay the night at your house? He goes, yeah, come on over. He goes, hey, will you come down here and, and uh, sit in the studio with me for a minute? Sit in the studio with me. He goes, this is your pay. Yeah. He goes, come on, this bro. is what I need from you. Yeah. And he goes, he goes I'm going to hit this, and I want you to read this. So I literally just oh. came over 10 minutes at the house, and we went in. Man. And I released it. And we hung out for the rest of the night, but that literally just, it was an off chance happen. Right. Right. So or, amazing. Or an ordained by God. Oh, yeah, it was ordained. You know, yes. Ordained by God. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's certainly, that's something that's changed my life for sure. And I, yeah. Oh, I, I love, I love that. that. It did. It, 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 it did. It, it changed my life. It it's did. really a surreal thing. I mean, I'm not trying to be like all starstruck or that's not what I mean, but in, in a, in a, strictly from a place of honor, it's really surreal to be sitting with you. Wow. Yeah, so thank you for taking time. Yes. I know you've been really busy with everything going on here, but it means a lot uh, to us and to our listeners that you would that you would take the time. It's an to honor us. to be with you guys. Thank you. Love Same here. Thank, thank you, Corey. Yeah. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys, for watching. More, Lord. <laughs>